I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hear elevated conversation on crucial issues. Boyd Matheson on Inside Sources. We're talking a lot about the budget today. President Biden rolled out his budget proposal uh, today, both uh, in terms of the dollars and cents, but also in a big speech in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, A speech that turned much more into a political speech than it did a policy speech. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, then as you look at the, the numbers, we have to get beyond just the headline numbers. Uh, you heard Senator Mitt Romney say, look, this is dead on arrival in both the House and the Senate. It's not going anywhere. And so really, what is it? It's a framing. It's the beginning of a conversation. Uh, and I will say this. I think if the president would have ended his speech after his first framing of what it was about, it would have been a really good day for the president and it could have been a really good day for the country. So I want you to take a listen. This is President Biden beginning his speech, laying out the framing of here's my budget. This is what I value. These are my priorities and inviting congressional Republicans, Kevin McCarthy specifically, to do the same. The fact is that the Speaker of the House has been he's a very conservative guy and he has even more conservative group with him. But he and I met early on and he said, what are we going to do about the budget? And I said, oh, let's make a deal. Let's meet. I'm, I said, I'm going to introduce my budget on the 9th of March. You introduce yours and we'll sit down. We'll go line by line and we'll go through it. We'll see if we can agree on it or we disagree on it and then fight it out in the Congress. So I want to make it clear. I'm ready to meet with the speaker anytime tomorrow if he has his budget. Lay it down. Tell me what you want to do. I'll show you what I want to do. See what we can agree on. If we don't agree on, let's see what we, we vote on. And that's where the president should have stopped. And then Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans would have to lay things out. uh, And then they could start going through in a meaningful way. Uh, Much of what the president laid out today were a lot of sweeping generalities. Uh, And so that makes it very hard for Republicans then to come back with very specifics because then you just get shot at or shot down. Uh, So both sides need to come with specifics, not sweeping generalities of trillions here and billions there. But let's get down to what it really is all about and how do we actually make this budget process work? The way it's supposed to work. It's one of the very few things that Congress is outlined to do in the Constitution. Let's get that part right. Uh, Washington rarely leads these days. And uh, sadly, uh, when it comes to budgets and debt and deficit spending, uh, the American people, we've just become way too comfortable with them not doing their job. And what we're going to see over the next few weeks and the next few months is more of the same, sadly, from both Democrats and Republicans. We're going to have a lot of partisan fights. We're going to have a lot of fear-mongering. 
uh, both sides are going to end up uh, presenting to the American people a series of false choices because it's good politically. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And this is one of those areas where I think if Washington would just look to Utah for a model, uh, our legislative session just got done. Budget got done. Things were very specific, very clear, not perfect in any way, shape or form. But we keep the fiscal house in order. And guess what? You have to balance the budget. Utah balances its budget every year. And I get it. It's not in fashion in Washington, D.C., from either side. Both sides have been spending recklessly for far too long. Both Utah senators uh, have come out talking about budgets and fiscal responsibility and on a host of issues. Uh, we just replayed my conversation with Mitt Romney from yesterday talking about the federal budget, how Utah does that on a regular basis. Uh, Senator Lee has introduced every year since he got to the Senate a cut, cap, and balance that balances the budget uh, and makes sure we put a cap on the spending and that we deal with the debt and work it down. And whether you agree with all that or not, something that everybody should agree on, it's something that Senator Lee has said over and over, real reform has much more to do with just cutting big government. It's about fixing broken government. And so, in my view, the solution for whether it's cutting or fixing government requires both sides of the aisle to ask hard questions and to really do some rigorous rigorous conversations, transparent conversations, some real audits of what the government is doing and not doing. So if we're going to talk about welfare spending, let's start with corporate welfare. Uh, you heard earlier in the program, we talked to uh, Brian Riedel and J.D. Tuchilli about much of the corporate welfare that's going on with these big subsidies for chip manufacturing. It's not helping us in the end. We can look at every government program that deals with those facing poverty and make sure there's no waste, fraud, or abuse to make sure that it's actually producing the results that we want, which is to get people out of poverty and get them to upward mobility. And so we have to have a different kind of conversation. If the president just would have stopped and said, here's my, here's my budget, here's my priorities, Kevin McCarthy, you got an open invitation to come to the White House, bring yours, let's start the conversation in front of the American people. I vote for that. I remember something that Leon Panetta, who was the defense secretary under President Obama uh, and who deals with a lot of responsible federal budget uh, deals, uh, he said both sides are just so easy to just cave that we're calling it bipartisanship. But what it really is is broken governance. And that's what we've got to fix. If we don't fix the broken governance, we're never going to get to balance budgets or reducing our debt, which is a national security issue. Much more to do, much more to talk about. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.
KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.